All right, I want to welcome on my next guest. We've got ESPN NFL prognosticator, fantasy football, basically guru, Mike Clay. Mike, how's everything going? It's going pretty good, Zach. Uh, we're closing in on week one here, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm fired up and uh, ready to roll. So my first question for you, so apparently the Dolphins just cut Chester Rogers and Ricardo Lewis. So how nervous are you for your wide receiver rankings to redo <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just blew everything up. So uh, it's going to take hours and hours to get uh, to get these things updated. But uh, uh, no, but obviously, um, look, it's a busy time of the year. There's transactions constantly. So uh, we joke, but I'll tell you what, even if it's something small like that or the Colts cutting, uh, you know, cutting a fullback like they did yesterday, you know, I'm always <laughs> – I'm always making tweaks. Who's your number one fullback for the season? My number one fullback, I mean, that one's an easy one. You're, you're starting yeah. off with a layup. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, Kyle, use check, yeah. of course, for the 49ers, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Now, and so, so speaking of uh, rankings, so I think the, probably the biggest news is – so Leonard Fournette got cut, what was it, yesterday, day before? I can't even remember. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. It doesn't yeah. really matter anymore. But um, so if people that haven't drafted yet, where would you be comfortable taking him knowing that he's a free agent? Uh, not till the last, not till the double digit rounds, right? Really? Twelve teamers. We're talking not round round ten. I mean, look, the odds that he's going to sign. I look. I expect that he'll probably clear waivers now. When people are listening to this, we may have already heard about that, and maybe I look dumb if he gets claimed. But I'll be shocked uh, considering his salary. My guess is he clears, and then I'll sign somewhere as a number two. I mean, give me a team that where he's going to sign to be the clear starter. There's nowhere. Jacksonville. Very official. Jacksonville. What? Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. That would be it. That would be it, right? So, uh, I mean, if you're talking the most shakiest or unproven backfields in the league, I mean, you could point to one like Chicago, and they already have David Montgomery, and they already have Tariq Cohen on passing counts. Like, every backfield pretty much has guys already in line. So, he's going to have a hard time finding anything close to where he was in Jacksonville. His best-case scenario is probably like a good backup job with an unproven back like Kansas City, I think, is – uh, a, a location that makes some sense. The Chargers make a lot of sense with Justin Jackson there and Josh Kelly, uh, who I'm not a big fan of, behind Austin Eckler. So there's a, a couple fits, but nowhere where he's going to go and be the clear starter. So for me, we're talking, yeah, we're talking double-digit rounds. What about some of those guys that are, are basically most people are going to be taking him in the first round that could potentially hold out for a contract like Alvin Kamara or Dalvin Cook? Yeah, they're tough. I mean, I have, uh, I have Cook and Kamara four and five in my rankings right now. I think most would agree with that. You know, there was uh, some rumors about Joe Mixon perhaps too, but it seems like Cook and Kamara are the most concerning right now. Um, look, the thing about those guys is, is you know who the clear number two is and you know when you have to get them in your draft. So if you take one of those guys in the top five, maybe you bump up Latavius Murray and Alex Madison a round or so. Uh, they're both going around that 9-10 turn. And uh, Madison's, I mean, we, we've had this concern with Cook for a long time. And Madison's ADP really has not skyrocketed. So you know when you can get him in those middle rounds. And Latavius should be the same kind of thing, right? And, and look, when Kamara was out last season, the number one scoring fantasy running back those weeks was Latavius Murray. So there's obviously some, some value there. It's a high-scoring offense, high-volume offense. Those guys uh, are, are players you need to prioritize if you take Cook or Kamara. Who is your best value quarterback to take this year? Easily Tom Brady, for sure. Um, he's going in round 11 of competitive leagues right now, high stakes league, MFL 10s, you name it. That's about where he's going. Uh, I think he's the guy you get the biggest discount on. Uh, Bruce Arians' offenses are vertical. He's been through four different teams over the past decade plus. All of them have been vertical offenses. I don't think that changes just because Tom Brady's there. He has Mike Evans to get downfield. He has Rob Gronkowski and O.J. Howard down the seam. He has Chris Godwin, who's terrific with the ball in his hands. 
the weapons are on place. Not to mention Scotty Miller, who's already talked on the record about uh, being utilized as a downfield threat. So he's going to push the ball downfield. They're going to score a lot. They're going to throw a lot. Tom Brady. What about being overdrafted? I know Kyler Murray's going pretty high. Are you? What do you, what do you think about that? Um, I don't think anyone's too egregious at quarterback. I mean, I'm probably most nervous about Josh Allen, just if there's some injuries. Buffalo's been super healthy the past two years. Uh, if they have a few injuries here or there, especially on defense, and they struggle, more pressures on him to throw the ball, he could really – the wheels could kind of fall off there. You're really counting on his rushing. Uh, so he's the guy going in the eighth round ahead of guys like Matt Ryan and Brady and Carson Wentz and Bree, Stafford, Rodgers, those guys. That, that's the guy that makes me a little nervous, although he does have a decently high floor because of his rushing. So. Um, I'd probably go that direction. Kyler, I like. I've been taking him. I think he's a potential league winner. Wow. And he costs you, you know, a sixth or seventh round pick. It's not nothing too egregious. Uh, you are passing up on some decent players, but by then you probably have five or six pretty good players. Your core together, that's a chance to go after a guy who really could break out this season. Is there anybody in the New England Patriots worth drafting? Absolutely. I mean, I've been drafting Damian Harris all offseason yeah. for free in the last couple of rounds. Uh, <laughs> His ADP is on the rise, but certainly I would still take a swing at him. The rest of the offense has kind of been down, you know, value down. If Tom Brady was there, they'd be much higher in the ranking. So, you're, you're, you know, the market has already adjusted for Brady. So, James White's perfectly fine at his ADP. Julian Edelman, probably a little undervalued. Nikhil Harry's going in the last couple of rounds. He's fine. Uh, Sony Michelle's basically undrafted now. At that point, you could take a stab. Uh, Cam Newton, definitely still going in the 13th round excellent target we know he's a QB1 when he's healthy and he very well uh maybe so certainly some options there what about here in, in DC are you kind of with, with um Darius guys out of the picture what what kind of outlook do you see for Adrian Peterson this year yeah you asked me before about uh Leonard Fournette when you could take him and it's probably not too far behind uh Antonio Gibson right he's going in the 10th round right now I think that's where you can look at Raquel Armstead who may may be the starter in Jacksonville we're not sure Divino Zigbo same kind of thing, late round flyer, Chris Thompson. Everybody kind of involved in that situation, along with uh, uh, Gibson there in, in Washington. They all kind of belong in that just early double-digit round uh, draft area and 12-teamers. Um, so I'd, I'd put him there. AP in non-PPR leagues is a little more interesting, but we know he's a low ceiling. Uh, but again, late round guy. Uh, and Bryce Love, you know, deeper leagues, you could take a flyer on that backfield as well. And then, so speaking of D.C., so last year we had Terry McLaurin break up in the third round. Who's one of the later round uh, wide receivers that were drafted in the later rounds that you think could have a major impact this year? Yeah, I think uh, the guy, you know, the guy I liked all last year was D.J. Chark as that late flyer, right? The guy that was on waivers before week one. You grab him before week one, uh, kind of beat everybody to the punch. And I think the guy that fits that bill this year is Paris Campbell with the Colts. You know, he was another day two pick. Uh, I missed most of last season with an injury can do it all. He's super fast, super quick. He was the fastest guy at the combine uh, last year. Uh, he can play the slot. You know, they're going to move him all around the formation. He's going to carry the ball, probably be on returns a little bit. It's going to be a better passing game with Phillip Rivers there. Uh, I think it, it's setting up pretty nicely for Campbell. Um, and I know he, you know, he just had a car accident and they're saying, you know, he perhaps had a concussion. I'm not sure if that was verified, but um, looks like he'll be good to go for week one. I know DJ Moore was speeding last year, and he did pretty well, so I don't think it was going to throw him off too much. Remember that story? He was, like, flying down the highway in Carolina, and he had a pretty good year. And what about with the Panthers? Do you expect – is Bridgewater – is he even on your radar, or are you not expecting much from him? Uh, not in fantasy. Uh, he is 28th on my board. I think the Panthers are going to try to, to run that – win games with their offense, which is nice. They're going to spread it out, and their defense is really going to struggle. It's really young. They, they – kind of uh, got rid of all their uh, – most of their uh, season veterans. So 
Um, I don't that, – that could perhaps make him a little bit of a sleeper, maybe a streaming option. But I think overall that team's going to struggle. So, And not to mention that he may not keep that job all year if they want to take a look at uh, one of the youngsters, perhaps even P.J. Walker, right, yeah. so who they brought over from the uh, XFL. So um, I think there's uh, – you know, again, there's a chance he could be a streaming option. But for the most part, I think I'm staying away there. Would you draft Antonio Brown? No, I, I don't want to keep him on my bench for really nine weeks, right? No. Until he plays him, say week ten, assuming that there's a bye week mixed in there. Uh, if he signs with the team, if not, he'll be he'll be uh, ready to go in week nine. But he may never play in the NFL again. So what are you what are you going to do? I mean, you have what five six roster bench spots. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna keep him there. You can't put him on IR. I mean, it's just not it's not worth it at this point. There's too many there's too many other good high upside guys, and you're gonna have him sitting there in your bench, and then. Week one's going to come, and there's going to be, especially this year with so much uncertainty, there's going to be all these breakout players in week one that have huge games, and you're going to be doing waivers, and you're going to want to drop them for one of these other guys, and then you're not going to pick up, you know, you're, you're going to keep him and not pick up, say, Bryce Love, and then Bryce Love goes off and is the lead back for the, you know, for the Washington football team, and, and, it, and you're kicking yourself. So why, why, why do that? You know, just focus on other assets unless you're in a very deep league. So, so last year, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm almost 100% certain last year Sammy Watkins had the highest scoring output for a single week of any player in fantasy. That, uh, I, that, that might be right. I think you're right uh, in week one, yeah. Yeah, and then he didn't do anything for the rest of the year. Right. So if that happens this year, who's a guy you think could have a breakout game this year and then just followed up with stinkers, but people would be keep starting him week after week after week thinking there would be a re- repeated production? Oh, man, I would have to uh... – I'd have to I'd have to look at that probably a week one schedule a little closer. We're just a few <laughs> days before I start diving into that. Um, it would be probably someone that's playing like Caroline in week one, something like that. Um, man, that's a that's a good question. Uh, it, it, you know what? It's probably going to be someone like uh, probably someone like uh, Chris Hogan, right? So Where's he might play he now? a role for the Jets in week one. Yeah, right, because, you know, the Jets are just kind of beat up there and shaky at, at wide receiver. So maybe he just, like, has a huge week one and people start picking him up and then you never – you know, he never has another good game. So yeah. probably probably something like that. Has there been any players when you're looking down all these depth charts you're like, I had no idea he was on that team? You know what? Not not to sound pompous or anything, but absolutely not. I mean, really? I uh, – you know, I, I update rosters every single day year-round. I can keep projections updated year-round. I'm on top of the depth charts, defense, punters, kickers, offensive line, you name it. I have the whole league covered. So that's just one of the things I do. It's part of my job. I keep that stuff updated. So that's one of those questions I could say, uh, no, I'm, I'm not surprised by anybody. <laughs> I'm not surprised by anyone being on a roster. I can't go two weeks without realizing that Mercedes Lewis is still in the Packers. Every week I'm like, look, it's Mercedes Lewis. So, no, it, it, it's, it's incredible. And so speaking of Green Bay – you think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a bounce back here from last year? I know a lot of people are probably drafting him pretty high last year. I know they've said they want to kind of invest more in the run game. You've got Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. They just drafted the kid with the huge thighs, uh, Dylan. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are you expecting from Aaron Rodgers in that passing attack, knowing that no Devin Funches this year and it's basically Devontae Adams and maybe Lazard? No, not, I don't think so. They told us in the offseason – He's not their long-term quarterback. They told us that they want to run the football more. They drafted a, a fullback slash tight end, a backup running back, a backup quarterback. I mean, they didn't they didn't address wide receiver. Their only attempt was Devin Funches, and and he's an opt out. But even that was a, a kind of a low impact addition. So, uh, not really interested. He was QB nine last season, and that was really just volume, right? Because he kind of stayed healthy. He was on the field. Uh, on a per-game basis, he was much worse than that. He's just not a viable starter right now. Now, is he one of the guys on the short list that could make that leap? Because we've seen it before. 
Absolutely. But I think that defense would kind of need to fall apart and they'd be, need to be in a lot of shootouts. You need to run the ball a little bit more like you used to. Uh, they'd have to probably find a gem at wide receiver or get a breakout from like a Jay Sternberger. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not counting on it. He's QB 13 on my board. And honestly, that might be a little optimistic. Really? Interesting. And so I know last year, there was a lot of hype for Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Big Ben obviously had injuries and he, his production really didn't uh, stay at the same level it was the year before. Is there somebody this year who's projected to go maybe second or third round that you're just staying away from? Uh, second or third round? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, man, he's going fourth round. You know, I, pro- I haven't gotten much of Odell Beckham. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, he's going to the third round. You know, we had we saw a whole season of him last year. He disappointed. I, you know, I have like I, I have guys like Adam uh, Thielen and Juju and Corlin Sutton just ahead of him. I see the upside with Beckham. I just haven't found myself getting him. But honestly, that round three, four, five, six tier of wide receivers is great. So if Beckham is the highest guy on my board, I'm fine with that. What I'm really staying away from is the running backs in that tier. So really? uh, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, that kind of tier of running backs I'm avoiding. I'm trying to get one or two running backs in those first two rounds, ideally two. Um, if not, I'm just skipping running back for quite a while. I'll just I'll just uh, fade that spot. Why? Because, like I said, wide receiver is loaded in those middle rounds. That's where I want to be attacking, not reaching on running backs. Do you normally go running back, running back, receiver, or how do you normally go about it? Yeah, I mean, it's essentially running back, running back, and then like four receivers in a row, something like that. But you might mix in a tight end or, again – Maybe I'm picking early in the first round and, and one, a running back I like. I like 14 running backs this year. If one of them doesn't come back, maybe I, I go to wide receiver early or grab a Kelsey or Kittle. Maybe I go Andrew Zertz or Waller mixed in there. Uh, but really, yeah, I'm, I think in a perfect world, I'm getting two of those 14 running backs and then I'm just attacking receiver for a while and then mixing in one of those tight ends. And then if you, if you miss out on one of the top tier tight ends, is there anybody you like late, late, like deep rounds that you think could be this year's oh, Waller yeah. or this year's Mark Andrews? Yeah, I've uh, joked at this, and it's not really a joke. This could be the year of the breakout tight end. I mean, there's just a lot of options. Uh, Noah Fant is my favorite one. Um, you know, top top 16 tight end as a rookie. He was 21 years old. Uh, he led the position after the catch in terms of aver- average after the catch. Uh, yards per target was terrific, and historically that has been a sign that a guy's going to pan out. He was a first-round pick last year, so love Noah Fant in the 11th round. And uh, Chris Herndon, too. Uh, you know, he missed all of last season. The hype is there. It's not a good offense with Adam Gase. You know, it hasn't been very productive, but I think Herndon could be featured in that offense, and I think he's the real deal. So, like him, too. And you can get him even later. Uh, right now, it's Fan the 11th, and, and Herndon has moved up, actually, to the 12th. Interesting. I'm pretty sure that no fantasy quarterback has repeated as the top scoring since Dante Culpepper. Is that true? That's right, yes. Does Lamar break that mold? I think he is a shot. I have him ranked just a couple points ahead of uh, Patrick Mahomes projected a few points. It's a toss up. I could go either way, but remember none, none of those quarterbacks, none ever in the history of the NFL have produced with their legs the way Lamar Jackson has. Uh, remember he set the carry record for quarterbacks as a rookie and he only started half the games. I mean, that's incredible that he did that. And then he broke his own record last season. So if he's healthy, he very much has a great shot to do it. That offense will score less but probably will have to throw more. Maybe that uh, allows Jackson to put up some a decent amount of points. And also he could afford to lose a lot of points from last year and still be the top scoring quarterback. So for me, it's Jackson and Mahomes is the one, two punch there. And then so before I let you go, one last question. Can you, can you give me a sleeper at the running back and wide receiver position this year that you're excited about that you think people really aren't talking about? Um, I mean, I mentioned Campbell. I think that's the guy at wide receiver I'd keep an eye on. Otherwise you're just, 
throw them darts at the young guys, at the rookies and the second-year guys. Uh, Preston Williams, I'll throw in. Speaking of second-year guy, was out targeting Devontae Parker before he tore his ACL last season. All signs are that he's back, he's healthy, he's ready to go, and he's he's proven the real deal in camp. So uh, Preston Williams would be another guy at wide receiver. Um, uh, running back, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll talk Zach Moss. I mean – I'm starting to see hype build. I mean, this is a guy before the draft was my favorite prospect in this draft, just unheralded uh, in a way. Uh, two full seasons of college ball, the last two seasons anyway, of just high-end efficiency. And in this rookie class this year, he was second in yards after contact and second in forced missed tackles uh, per attempt. He's good. He can catch the ball. He has good size. He lacks some speed. That's okay. You know, we've we've seen guys without a lot of speed breakout in fantasy the past couple of years. That's not a new phenomenon by any means. So uh, Moss, I think, is a better prospect than Devin Singletary. Maybe starts a little slow. Singletary's the, you know, the, the returning guy, the incumbent. But over time, I think Moss takes a bigger, bigger piece of that pie. I like him a lot. Interesting, interesting. Is it hit you yet that football's coming back so soon, or when do you think it'll hit you? Uh, what's that? When do, you, when do you think it'll hit you that, like, football's back? Is it, is it, is it really felt like yeah. football? Yeah. I guess when we sit down and enjoy the games, but you know, honestly, it's uh, it's like football is always here. You know, it's my job, so year round is just constant, constantly working on it, watching old games and footage and tape. It's always something, but uh, you know, I it, I think it's hit me that it's right around the corner already. So I'm I'm excited to get back to it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this has been a lot of fun, and this for people that aren't following you on social media, how can they find you? Yeah, at my Clay NFL on Twitter, of course, head over to ESPN.com, ESPN Plus, sign up for that. I would appreciate that. I have a lot of my content there, working hard year-round, putting out, coming up with new stuff all the time, new tools for you guys to go out and, and uh, you know, understand the NFL better and also win in fantasy football. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, another great year, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate it, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Can't wait. Can't wait for fantasy. Sundays are about to be fun again. I can't. Since, yeah. since the last dance, really hasn't. But Sundays haven't been that great. But I, I can't wait for next week. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. But I just want to thank you again. Yep. Can't wait. Thanks a lot, Zach.